Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Data Literates podcast. In our podcast, we bring you real stories from real data literates around the world. My name is Milad Toliyadi. My name is Jerry Damaso. And we are your hosts. It's great to be back. We plan to be releasing more episodes more frequently. Please, as always, be kind and share and subscribe to our channel, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Today, we're speaking with Fee Gordon. Fee is the Global Director of BI Strategy at JLL. At the time that we spoke with Fee, she was the Executive Manager of Customer Insights and Analytics at Comsec. If you're part of the DataVis family, I'm sure you know Fee. So let's get into the conversation. Hi, I'm Fee, and I work for Comsec in Australia. Comsec is Australia's largest retail online trading platform, and we belong to Commonwealth Bank of Australia. I'm the executive manager of Customer Insights and Analytics, and I lead four teams of really passionate analysts who do a wide range of activities and all love data. We build insights packs, drawing on our knowledge from our online activity of our customers and putting it together with the data that we have in our data warehouse of transactional information to understand what's actually happening from the customer perspective. We also do BI and visualizations and regular reporting, as well as customer insights and research to really understand the whys customers are doing things. In addition to that, we actually build campaigns to help our customers invest online with confidence. I love my day-to-day job. Uh, I, I really love it because I have an amazing team of people who are all so enthusiastic about learning and helping people to understand their data. So uh, I, I really want to move the conversation around uh, <clears throat> gamification now. So really uh, the, my story about gamification fee is uh, five years ago, I think I took my online course on Coursera about um, gamification and I was just fascinated by the idea. I started reading books. I started you know, reaching out to people within the community to understand it better. And um, even at that time, and I think even now, uh, one of the most, you know, incredible in- implement, you know, implementations of uh, gamification is in learning and probably the area that has been used mostly. Um, it's very interesting because um, I, I started uh, using gamification in my first company that I worked at to, it was like a shopping experience. Uh, I integrated some gamification uh, methods in there. Then at Access, actually, for our innovation management, um, you know, we created a portal with a whole, you know, different types of elements of gamification. So I'm always fascinated by the topic, but uh, the most interesting part is uh, I, I recently had a client that they actually wanted to implement uh, some level of gamification in their, you know, learning and analytics journey. And for, I, I think I know the reasons, but I started to kind of doubting the program and pretty much convince the customer not to do it. And I think it was not just because, um, you know, I think the main reason for that was because the customer didn't really know what gamification entails completely. And they just want, wanted to uh, get into points and badges without any end game in mind, right? So I'm, I'm interested and curious to know about your model and uh, see, you know, how you uh, implemented a gamified learning um, into your program, uh, how effective it was, and what's your story basically about 
uh, using gamification. Why gamification? Why not just uh, using typical uh, learning programs? Sure. Uh, so that's a very, very broad question. And, uh, I, and please interrupt me uh, while I'm speaking because it, it, it will really stretch out a little bit. So, um, you know, I love data. I, I've worked in data now for over 20 years. And one of, uh, one, one of my favourite things to do is to help people to understand what's going on. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky. Uh, I picked up coding really easy um, <clears throat> a long, long, long time ago. And uh, it's not often that, that, you know, you get an opportunity to really help people, like really, really help people. And so for me, uh, if I can help to empower other people and to have really great knowledge about how they can communicate their data and how that, that they can provide the insight to their stakeholders, um, that's my motivation behind building out programs to help people. Um, <clears throat> so as you know, and you put out some really good stats. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've been looking across uh, the, uh, the internet and found uh, similar surveys by Click that you quoted. I think, I think from memory you quoted 19%. I found one that says out of a, a, a recent survey by Click, only five thousand out, out of five thousand people, only seventeen percent felt that they were data yep. literate, uh, which just blows your mind, right? Out of, out of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five thousand professionals, you know, only like less than one in five felt that they could understand data. And on the flip side of that, Gartner is saying by 2020, 80 percent of organisations are going to have a deliberate data literacy competency program, and so. If you are not embedding data literacy in your organisation, you will be left behind. Yep, that's what we say. We say it's not a, a luxury anymore. It's a necessity. It's real. Yeah, absolutely. And so then we step back and if we think about, you know, working environments, you've been consulting, you would know in organisations, everything is running so super fast. If you ask anyone, what's one word to describe your life? The majority of people will actually say busy, they're busy. And they're feeling about their life, they're busy, which is a real shame. And so how do we ensure that we are enabling people to make better decisions with data? Now, how, how, can, we, how can we impart that knowledge and help them to build out the insights that, that are required? And this is where I believe that gamification is a, is a really key part of helping people to learn because people are so busy. You know, and, and to learn something requires uh, motivation. And, and there's, there's two ways that we can motivate people. We can motivate them with an extrinsic motivator. So we could say, once you complete these courses, I'm going to give you more money or I'm going to reward you with you know, a, a voucher or something along those kind of lines. Unfortunately, when you put a reward system that's an extrinsic motivator, people burn out really quickly. They might run through it, run through the training really, really quickly, but they get through the other side and have they really retained that information? If we can find a way to intrinsically motivate people, then that 
intrinsic motiv motivation will help people to have a slower pathway, but an enjoyable pathway through their learning pr process. So, I know that uh, one of the one of the people that you actually uh, I heard from you, Dr. Jason Fox. Um, uh, I, I actually am fascinated by, by his uh, viewpoint. Um, he really focuses on this idea of creating, designing a system that is motivating by itself. Absolutely. Dr. Jason Fox, amazing guy. Um, he refers to a study that's been done about what actually motivates employees. And all of the managers, when they, you know, they had four different options and all of the managers ended up thinking it was about remuneration and reward and recognition. Now, remuneration needs to be fair, absolutely. People will leave your organization if you are not paying them fairly. Go and find someone else that will pay them uh, their market rates. Uh, but it's, it's not actually about reward and recognition. What, what Jason Fox describes is it's actually about people feeling like they're progressing. They wanna see their progress. Here's another part to gamification. You know, how do we how do we measure progress? How do we see what's actually happening? How do people feel like they're actually getting better, that they're leveling up? So <clears throat> I want to bring fun into my organization. I want to bring fun to my people. Why would I want to do that? Well, you know, if we play if we play a game right now and I say, you tell me what the opposite of black is. What is it, guys? What's the opposite of black? White. Right? And, and night? Day. Right? And then work? Fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the antonym to work is play. Right. But, but what if we could bring some play into work? And so that's where the gamification of, of learning is important. So I have created uh, two data literacy programs which focus more around um, specific tooling uh, at this stage. So I have the Tableau Quest and the Ultrax Grand Prix where the aim of the game is to level up. There is a, a visualization that measures people's progress they can compete on a leaderboard. I don't make them do any of the training. They actually choose to do it. We do fun activities along the way and slowly but surely they build their skill set and their capability. Now recently, uh, one, of, one of my team members, uh, we, have, we have a fortnightly team meeting and they asked a really interesting question. We have a check-in question to get everyone sort of a little loose and, uh, and, and talking a little more because they're all analysts. So a lot of them are actually introverted. Uh, and the check-in question was, what is the one thing that has helped you develop your career uh, that Comsec has provided to you? And I was really excited because uh, there were a few people who were delighted by the stuff that we've done with gamification and learning. So specifically, one of the challenges that we do, we get together uh, once a month, I put on a breakfast, we do something called Makeover Monday, which is a community challenge run by two Tableau Zen masters. Uh, and they provide 
an old visualization with the data and people go and make over the visualization. So my team come in and within an hour, they create a new visualization and then they present it back to the group and they get a bit of free food along the way and coffee and all that great stuff. But it gives us an opportunity to really open up the conversation about the, you know, about the visualization. Why did you choose that? You know, tell me about the color choices. Tell me about what was hard about creating this. Tell me why you haven't finished or what you were expecting to do. We just sit there and ask a lot of questions and say, well, you know, I really like how you do this. And I'd suggest that you do that next time. So people get to understand how to give great feedback and critique each other's work, but in a way that it's not confronting because in reality, it's just a bit of open data. It's not relevant to their work. They're not going to get marked up or marked down. It's not in their performance plan either. This is something that they choose to do. So that is very impressive. Thank you. So, uh, I mean, uh, so it seems like you were also able to um, kind of measure your success, right? So I'm interested to know, um, you know, what was the feedback and what was the, you know, what kind of the measurements you had in place uh, to actually prove to yourself that this was a successful idea. And I think another question is, uh, what were your challenges uh, implementing this idea? Sure. Um, so measurement of success for me is really seeing people's portfolios on Tableau Public uh, grow, adapt, and change. So you see where people actually start out uh, on the quest. So there's five levels that you need to complete on the quest and it gets progressively, uh, each level, it gets progressively longer to complete. There's more challenges and it gets more difficult along the way, as expected in any great game, right? So as you start to build your, build your momentum, it gets more difficult and more challenging, but you sort of already got onto the ladder and, and started to get involved. So therefore that motivation is, you know, it, it continues, you continue with the momentum through the program. So every fortnight we have a check-in session. Uh, we take a look at what visualizations or what courses people have completed, you know, what challenges that they're going through with it. We discuss and give feedback again. So they may have done other things uh, during the week. We give them four hours uh, to train each week. So that's 10%, a little bit over 10% of uh, their working week. And they can choose to do whatever training they want to do. They don't have to do Quest. They don't have to do Grand Prix. And then they come in and share their work with me and share their progress. So we measure it and they can measure themselves versus each other on a leaderboard as well. The, the visualization shows them what challenges they need to complete in order to level up. But realistically, the, the thing that I see the most is the change that people get within their own work. So it doesn't seem to matter whether or not they've used Tableau before or they haven't. So I've got uh, one of my team members, she's not a coder, you know, her, her most experience with data was using Excel. She works in the customer uh, research team. And so she's often given data by different people. She's very good at insights, you know, very good at communicating information, but never really done any visualizations beyond Excel. And she's doing amazing things with Tableau. She, you know, she built a great visualization just after four hours of training. And then subsequently, she's really started to refine her techniques 
now she understands the importance of colour and, you know, removing all the chart junk along the way. So seeing her progress, uh, seeing the creativity build, seeing uh, how, her, how she thinks about her approach uh, to the visualisations that she creates, it's amazing. And then in addition to that, I've got people at the other end of the spectrum who, who have been using Tableau for perhaps two years. And by doing some of the challenges like Workout Wednesday, which are set by, you know, Tableau, Tableau gurus, they've been using it for years and years and they do some funky things. They, they put this challenge out. Uh, it's, it's a tricky dashboard. They give you the data. They give you a bunch of rules that you can't break. Uh, and, and then you need to go and actually recreate what they've got. And sometimes you can Google and try and, you know, figure it out along the way, but sometimes you actually need to download it and reverse engineer it. So what I'm teaching the analysts by doing that is how they build their own knowledge, how they solve the problems along the way. As so these analysts with a couple of years' experience in Tableau, loving it as well. You know, the, the, you know, the feedback from them is... Um, I, I've now got, you know, something that I'm not doing hacky things. I can find really elegant ways to solve my problems. There's this sense of achievement from my people. Um, I've had right. six people complete certification uh, on the Ultrix Grand Prix. I've had one complete certification on the Tableau Quest. Very nice. I think uh, that's actually the best way to uh, intrinsically motivate people, uh, giving them that sense of achievement and uh, self-actualization. That's invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, what do I care if they've got certification at the end of the day? It's, it's, you know, for me, uh, you know, it, that, that, that's, not, that, that's not my motivator to do it, but I certainly know that that's something that they feel is important to say, you know, I'm certified, I've got this. Yeah, I, I'm very curious to know now that, uh, I mean, obviously you have a very good leverage in the organization uh, to implement such a program, but uh, from a perception perspective, from management, from, um, you know, leadership, um, what were your challenges? Like, um, don't they, at, in the beginning, thought that this is like a huge cost and why we should do that? And, uh, you know, like, maybe we just give people uh, put them in a classroom and they're going to start learning the tool, why we should go through this whole program and also this gamified model? Yeah, great question. So, uh, yeah, it was a little tricky selling it in around the, the training hours, but because it's not something that my team have to do, they actually choose to do it, uh, not everyone's going to do it as well. And that's okay. It's okay to have people say, that's not my gig, I don't want to get involved. Um, but the management team really said to me, well, look, let's give it a crap. Let's see what actually happens. And they've been really excited to see the progress of the team, how they're getting involved, the fact that they're getting certified as well. They're confident in what the team can actually deliver along the way. And it's not actually expensive to do. So uh, it, it's a little tricky because you're in, in the US, but I've got the costs from, a, from an Australian dollar perspective. Um, in terms of the learning and the certification on the Tableau Quest, you know, it's just over $1,800. It's nothing, you know, and the, and the lion's share of that is actually the certification as well. Uh, so it's, it's more about 
putting time and investment into people. And you know what? It's more expensive for people to leave the organization than for me to give them some time to train and improve themselves along the way. I've had people say, I'm staying in your team because this is what I want to do. You know, I want to have that time. Not many organizations invest in their people so significantly. So I'm really grateful. So, yeah, that's, that's very interesting because it's, um, you know, in, in any organization, um, and I, I lead up uh, our, our talent enablement groups. So um, I'm responsible for our employee experience um, and starting to implement programs like even just self-directed education um, where you can sign up for a class if you want to, or you can go solicit help from, you know, one of our um, you know, internal people who are, who are teaching kind of a, a, a course um, in whatever. It doesn't have to be technical. It could be in leadership. It could be in anything. Um, we're finding that it's, um, it's improving people's outlook on the organization as a whole. Um, just in general, kind of explaining uh, just, hey, we, you know, we want it. We're educating you. We're, we're investing in you. Um, so that not only can you do better work, but also so that you can have some more, uh, you know, meaningful interactions with your work on a daily basis. Um, and that does, you know, it saves, it, it saves a lot of time. It saves a lot of, um, lowers our, you know, attrition rates and, and not just for us, but for, but for anybody, for our customers as well. Um, right. So you kind of get somebody invested in a program, um, and you know it's no longer i gotta go to this training class it's can't wait for next week's training class or can't wait for next week's um hackathon or or whatever whatever it is yeah absolutely i mean it you know when have people had an opportunity to nourish themselves to build on their skills and their knowledge you know with a, a decent investment uh, of time into them since they've been at university. It, it, it just doesn't happen. And, and so, um, you know, what's really great now is there's so much content online and there's, you know, so much that we can do, but people need to be given the time and the space and, um, and know that it's safe for them to go and train and help themselves and better themselves along the way. I mean, I presented the quest at a conference uh, in May here in Sydney. And uh, recently one of my employees was, uh, he left, he went, he went back home to the States. And, uh, and so I put the job ad out and a guy applied for the job that had actually seen me present and present the quest. And so he wanted to come and work in my team because of what we do about helping people and building their capability. Wow. So it really resonated with at least him. Totally right, totally. <laughs> and I, I'm excited too, because it means I, I know you're curious. I know that, you know, you really, you, you really um, want to invest time in yourself to make yourself better. You know, you fit the mold for my team. That's great. I can't wait to have him on board. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then people want, you know, 
it, it, it becomes, like I said, less than less of a, I have to do this more of a, and I want to do this. Yeah. Um, because they can see that they're investing in themselves also. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. Please make sure you subscribe to our channels at Data Literates. I may want to challenge you with something, Fee, just to make the conversation more interesting. (laughs) It's very interesting Uh, already. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am not excited whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's let's do some uh, intellectual disagreement. So uh, what do you think uh, if... uh, if you were about to implement your program for some executive level to make them data literate, to make them familiar with the data, uh, would you do the same? That's a great question uh, because interestingly enough, I actually, in, in my mind, I've been thinking, how do I bring a program together for executives? Um, I'd pivot it slightly. So I would, I would still definitely have an element of fun and gaming, um, but I, I would do it upfront to get their buy-in. So I would structure the program like very differently. It would be, instead of being uh, intrinsically motivated, I would be booking time into their calendars, but for micro sessions with them, because executives are so busy and time poor, they need to be able to get these bite-sized chunks of information to help them understand, but do it in a way that's not um, telling them how to suck eggs, you know, if it's been around the block for a a decent amount of time. So I need to, first of all, get their buy-in. And one of the things that I do when I sell uh, the Tableau Quest into executives or even just Tableau into executives is to get them to play some games. And in particular, it's a lot, it's very fun when you have a few of them sitting around the table. So, so bear with me. Um, it, it, it's hard without having a visualization in front of you over the podcast, but if you can imagine uh, Anscom's quartet uh, and you've got the table there and you've got the four different cohorts and you're like, okay, you know, you've got 10 seconds. Tell me, tell me what the difference is between these. Cause I can see that the average is the same. You know, I can, I can see that this is the same, you know, what's the difference? Is there a difference? And, you know, they're really stumbling over themselves. And because they're executives and there's multiple executives within the room, they get really competitive mm-hmm. <laughs> really quickly. That is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're shouting out answers and kind of going, I'm like, okay, so what about now? And we pop a visualization up and they're like, oh, okay. So a couple of them will always get, you know, the, 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 they're like, ah, oh, I think it's, uh, I think it's the D cohort, you know, the, 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 the um, x-axes might all be the same apart from one. Anyway, so um, it's very, very interesting to see how they start to get buy-in in that. And then I switch into, you know, tables and then, you know, how many, like doing a 10 by 10 with lots of different numbers and how many nines are in this, in, in this uh, group of numbers and this text. And, and again, I only give them, uh, I only give them what 
they need to know. Like, so, so I only give them a, a, a short period of time, sorry, and they're stumbling. They're going, it's, it's 11. It, you know, there's 11 nines. There's 10. And, and they're yelling at it. And, you know, more often than not, they can't actually find that there's 13 nines in there. And then all of a sudden, like, because I, I cut them off and I'm like, no, you're, you're all wrong. And then I flick to the next slide and all of a sudden the nines are now highlighted in red and all of the other numbers are grey. And quickly they can see there's 13 nines in the table. And then we start to go into visualisation. So really quickly taking them through a journey that takes, I don't know, maybe in total 10-minute intro of why you would visualise data and slowly getting them from tables all the way through into great visualisations where we're removing all the chart junk, you know, we're using colour effectively uh, and, and we're able to communicate that data. And all of a sudden, people start to understand why they should switch from the table view into visualisation. So I believe that I need to set up a pro programme of work for executives like that. Uh, I would like to still have a sense of progress for them so that they could start to see what they were learning along the way. Um, I would like to see that, um, not necessarily the, the, the certification, but that they were actually giving stuff back. And it'd be interesting to measure based on the analysts who support them, you know, the difference or the change that they see in, in behavior as well. That's, that's a very interesting point because we uh, also, fairly often encounter the executive who's been told that visualization is important and told that visualization is good and, and please implement the data visualization um, infrastructure or practice or something like that. Like, um, you know, hey, we have Tableau, go have your, your people create some dashboards. And they really don't, they're not directly involved and they don't have that kind of um, closeness to why it's more just like okay well you know my boss told me to do this and um, so now I'm telling my people to do it and I don't really understand exactly why but I know that visualization is a thing I know that data can help me let's just let's just do that um, so it's really interesting that you would kind of put them into this uh, role. And it, it also there's a lot of similarities in how we also do our design thinking and data thinking workshops that are, um, you know, we take kind of similar um, approaches to that. Uh, but just to get them involved in, in saying like, hey, data visualization isn't just something that I'm being told to do or that people are just doing for the sake of doing it. Um, it actually has practical value. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Have you have you got any tips and tricks on uh, helping the executives with data literacy? Um, we we do. We typically um, will. Uh, it, it's interesting that you brought up the story about the nines because uh, <laughs> we use fives, um, <laughs> but um, but we do the same exact experiment, right? You highlight them in red, and you and you. Um, you uh, desaturate the other numbers so it's very easy to see and count and say like oh and then it, that's kind of like usually the aha moment of like oh that's right um, that's why it's you know it's important to do that but yeah for I mean for executives uh, it can be often as you mentioned 
the hardest thing is getting time with them. Um, but uh, once you do, uh, what we found the most important thing is to just kind of try and uh, show them something like that really quickly, like as quickly as you can, uh, without kind of going through any pageantry of like, okay, here's why, here's why data is important, here's why visualization is important. Just kind of like getting down to you know, because they tend to be more like, um, okay, I understand, I understand how this business works, I understand how everything is going. Um, you know, I understand how my people work. It's like, what what do you need from me to make this thing happen? So they just kind of want something quickly. And um, I think showing them something like that, doing just a really quick thought experiment um, or a visual experiment, um, we tend to show them our social learning platform. We tend to, I, what, one thing I tend to do is talk about um, how, uh, how my wife can remember exactly what Kim Kardashian wore to the, uh, um, you know, 2014 Emmy Awards or whatever, <laughs> just whatever show she was watching. She knows exactly because it was put up on social media and commented on and she saw it, you know, three or four times. Um, not that she necessarily even cares about that, but she, you know, her friends were posting about it and it's a very social thing. Um, so kind of telling like stories that they can, somewhat relate to seems to be helpful, but really just getting into it quickly. Um, because well, sometimes Jerry just, oh, sorry, go ahead, Milan. No, no, I'll let you finish, sorry. Well, I was just gonna say sometimes, like, if you start talking too, too much, they'll tend to just like start to peek down at their phone and then you lose them for, for yeah. the rest of the conversation. Yeah, sometimes from my experience, I think um, whenever I, brought up the sense of urgency uh, in in the absence of data literacy. Uh, I think I also caught the attention that, hey, well, if you don't do it, here is what's going to happen. If you don't understand the data, if you don't use the data, if your business users, your analysts, uh, they don't know what they're talking about, um, you know, here are the things that are going to happen to your organization. Um, I mean, and the most effective one, the, the example that I bring up is competition. You know, uh, and I bring up Amazon and always as an example that is taking over industries and companies. Um, and, you know, I, I bring up uh, detailed examples of what they're doing in terms of like culture of, uh, you know, learning and analytics um, in different functions. And uh, when, when you draw that uh, picture uh, that, okay, you know, uh, you, you, you want to, you know, you care about the numbers, you care about the outcomes, but uh, what happens if you are not data driven, you know, you're not going to reach those outcomes. You make tangible examples. I think uh, I get their attention and uh, they get it quickly too. Yeah. So I want to, I want to circle back to, um, to our potential disagreement because it still sounds like we're, in, we, we're agreeing a lot. <laughs> it does. We're having a hard time disagreeing. <laughs> So, but you mentioned that, you know, you had discouraged a client um, from implementing a data literacy program with gamification, with levels, with badges. Uh, can you explain to me some of the reasoning behind why you would discourage it? Sure. Uh, oh, sorry. You can, you, can, you, can you can explain it if you want. Go for it, man. <laughs> Okay, the, the reason that we, 
actively discouraged. Um, and I, I think this will be a disagreement that turns into an agreement um, is because of the way in which they kind of presented it to us through a, a, you know this this portal basically they had this PowerPoint deck and they said this is what we want our portal to look like and um, it'll have analytics and then people will be able to get points and badges and trophies um, and then there will be a leaderboard um, and they were looking to get it done in the next um, just like a couple of weeks. Um, and it was for nearly 10,000 users. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, we can definitely, obviously we can build the portal, right? Obviously we can store people's points and badges and trophies in a database and we can present those to them when they log in. Um, and we can create a leaderboard here on the right, but um, you have to, why, why would I play this game? Mm. And, there was no answer. It was just like, well, what, what do you mean? Why? Because you get points. It's like, yeah, that's not enough of a reason for me to play this game. Um, and your employees are going to feel the same way. You know, there was really very little thought. It was more just like, uh, hey, other people are doing this, so let's just also do it. Right. Um, and what we ended up saying was like, we, we would love for you to implement the gamification system, but you're talking about um, a worldwide analytics organization that is, you know, has people from all over the world. Um, and you have to have some sort of cultural assessment. You have to really understand what motivates people and, and you have to make your game interesting. And there are, there are companies, video game companies that spend billions of dollars a year figuring out how to get people to play their games. Um, and continue to play their games. And you know, we would love for you to implement this gamification system, and we would love to help you do it. Um, but it's not a can you can you fix this up in two weeks and let's roll it out. Um, it's a lot more of an understanding of what will motivate people. Um, and you know, we just don't want you to to roll this out because if you do, your next game, if you decide to, okay, well that was a failure. Let's let's try and do it right. It's going to be that much harder to get people to play the second time around. Um, so that was the reason that we discouraged them from doing it. And I, I think once we explained it, it was like, okay, well, yeah, at this point, we're not really ready to invest millions of dollars into this. So um, let's just start with, yeah. Sorry. I that, so I, 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 I really respect the courage that you have to actually say that back to a client and give them the right advice as well. Because, you know, yes, I've built the Tableau Quest. Yes, we have a playbook, you know. Yes, we get buy-in from people. But we actually, um, when, I, when I launched it, I really explained to, to my people why they should get involved. But I was really lucky as well because we just had an engagement survey. They told me when we started to go through the workshops that, you know, some of the stuff that they wanted was they wanted more informal and formal training. They wanted better technology. And I hadn't rolled out Tableau at that point. Only a couple of people had it. And that's really what kicked it off. It was like, oh, you know, here I've got a business problem. We're not doing things completely, you know, with the right, effectively. You know, we're making it more difficult for our people. We're asking them to build uh, the... Eiffel Tower with a bit of four by two and a hammer and nails, you know, it's just not going to happen or it <laughs> might happen, but it might look a bit. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and, and so, you know, really digging into, well, why, why should you tableau? You know, showing them the, the job growth that's going on, talking about, you know, the stats of, you know, how many jobs actually require to have tableau skill sets, you know, helping them to really understand that if they invest some time in themselves, that it will pay off in the future. And, and that, that was really important. You know, I've, I've done some big rollouts in terms of, um, you know, big projects of data visualizations going out to thousands of people. And what you are raising around pushing back on the company to understand the people's why, you know, is, is really coming back into a strong change management program. And when you roll out these big programs of work, you really need to have buy-in from your people. You need, you know, to get their awareness, create the desire, give them the knowledge, you know, the, the, the ability to actually do it. And then finally measure it all at the end. You're not going to be doing that in a couple of weeks. Sure, you can build an amazing platform and you can have, you know, that great leaderboard and everything else. But you're right. Why would people buy in? Yeah, ex exactly. It's that kind of understanding of how people are motivated and you know why they would want to participate um you know if it were the first and i think this is what i said to them is uh, like if the, if you were the first people to invent this for the workplace there's a game for your workplace maybe people might play it but people are surrounded by points and badges all over the place you know now so um you have to really understand where people are coming from. And, yeah, um, and yeah. I'm gonna say uh, one of the other point, important points uh, right there, just to summarize, uh, was this uh, common fallacy around uh, gamification. There's this uh, term PBL fallacy, points, badges, and leaderboards fallacy, um, that, you know, basically, uh, describes the fact that you know just giving points and badges and leaderboards to people is not enough. The whole idea of creating a gamified system is to uh, you know create a player-centric design uh, embedded into it. So you got to understand who is playing the game and understanding your audience. So uh, in this particular case, there was no understanding of the personas, understanding of the people. Uh, so I think um, that that was basically. Uh, you know, uh, one of the biggest points that we, we focused around, that it's just a system that you guys, uh, team came up with without testing the idea, without prototyping it, uh, without understanding, like, um, you know, who, who are the players? Because the gamification that I believe in, you know, understands that some people play games because of the social influence. Some people uh, play the game because of uh, the meaning that it has. Some people uh, play it because of the adventure part of it. Some people play games because, you know, it's, it's purely fun. They don't care about anything else. So um, I, I didn't see any of those, um, you know, discussions. Um, so that's why I discourage the fact that we both did, yeah. So clearly we agree. <laughs> <laughs> we agree. Hang it. Another agreement. Another agreement. Great. <laughs> well... I think uh, this was uh, very helpful. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed this conversation. See, uh, I really appreciate it. Do, do you uh, have any uh, closing thoughts? Do you have any other things that um, you want to ask us? Um, 
or let me also ask you this how do you want people to know you and where to find you uh yeah so um i am on twitter a lot uh so uh, my handle is uh viz chic so viz chick from so v-i-z-c-h-i-c uh i also blog a little bit uh typically i'm more social though and and getting into discussions around things uh so you can find me at vizcheck.com uh, just reach out to me. I'm happy to talk. I've got the Tableau Quest playbook. It's open, uh, so it's on my website, but I'll also send you through. Any, anyone can, can ping me. I'll send them out copies of it. Uh, everything uh, is available. I've got a, an intro course to Tableau that's open as well. It's free. Um, so anything that anyone wants to reach out about, happy to chat anytime. And in terms of uh, this conversation, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. And I really want to continue the conversation as well um, and perhaps help out in, in, your, um, in your work with not-for-profits. Yeah, that would be, I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, yes, thank you so much for, for speaking with us. This has been really a pleasure. Thank you so much, both of you, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Of course, anytime. <laughs> All right, fellow data literates, that was our episode for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, please share and subscribe so you can catch us next week as well. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by the Data Literacy Foundation. Find more about them at dataliteracyfoundation.org.